how's it going? Welcome back to Between Sermons, where we are continuing the conversation from our Sunday sermon. As always, you don't have to have uh, listened to the sermon in order to get anything out of this podcast, but uh, it, it can't hurt. So we'll have links in the uh, the show notes for you. But today is a super special episode of the podcast because we are in my favorite series of the year called At the Movies. But bigger than that, I am joined today by a, a lovely couple that for some of you, you know them as our founding pastors. I know them as mom and dad. Yeah. Uh, so it's, <laughs> we, we've been doing this for like two or three months now and we finally get mom and dad on the show. So welcome. So thank glad you. to have you. Thank you, thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. So uh, you guys have been uh, kind of world travelers uh, a little bit more than normal lately. Uh, and so your latest trip was where? where? Where did you just get back from? Just got back from northern Uganda. Uh, yeah, Nigeria. Excuse, Nigeria, excuse okay. me. Uh, the, uh, it's the least Christian part of Nigeria. It's the seat of Islam for Nigeria. And so it, uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Nothing like uh, my previous visits to Lagos, for instance. Yeah. So. Yeah, that, that honestly, for for people that don't know, like Nigeria is such a it's such a unique place in that like there's almost a dividing line, and if you're in the southern part of that dividing line, it is the most Christian nation mm. you could ever imagine. I mean, largest church buildings, million person prayer Mega meetings, like churches. just insane levels of just devotion to to, to God. Yep. But you cross that border. And it, it's literally the polar opposite. Right. I mean, it's it's where Christians are persecuted, uh, fear for their lives, some lose their lives. Yeah, there was a young girl where we were uh, that had just been stoned to death at her school. It was a young girl because she had posted something on social media wow. and she was stoned. Against the prophet. It was against the prophet and, and they stoned her and nobody has done anything about it. That's okay. just where we were, just... Yeah. Wow. In northern Nigeria. How do you how do you process that? You know, how, when when you're with when you're with people there. I have to say, for myself, I feel very very humbled. I feel like, who? I don't want to cry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I don't want to cry. <laughs> but I feel like, who am I to talk to these people that are risking their lives? You know, just understanding uh, what they go through, but. Um, to be honest, they're just like you and I, and they're not superhuman, and they're just regular and great people to be with. So sometimes while I'm there, I actually, I, I almost forget yeah. uh, what it's like for them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah they're great. What, what kind of encouragement do you offer in a setting like that? You don't offer any encouragement. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I just want to draw you in. Uh, I think you just you just have to use scripture that is encouraging the promises of God. I did a I did a teaching while I was there that you're not forgotten, which is exactly what Peter said. Yeah, uh, God knows what's going on, and so it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. That's really cool. Yeah, and you build them up because yeah. the world that they're living in really does drag them down. Yeah, There's so much uh, against them. So you build them up and tell them how valuable they are in God and and have fun with them. Love it's it. Just, yeah. It's awesome. Because they're fun. people. Yeah, because they're people. That's yeah. I think that's what, in the end of the day, they're just people. Yeah. They're just normal people. And that's true across the board every country we ever visit. You yeah. know, you, you have that, that sense that, you know, they, they put on their shoes just like we do. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're like we were just in Turkey 
working with teaching the underground uh, Iranian pastors. And that was another time when I'm thinking, what can I tell these people? Because they're going back to their country and they're facing jail and yeah. death. But in the end of the day, we just, we just have a good time. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, I, I forget. And, uh, I remember the first time that ever happened with us. It was a, an Iranian pastor who had spent five years in the most notorious prison of Iran. Wow. And they told me that afternoon before the service that he was going to be in our service that night. And I nearly panicked. It's like, what, what could I possibly say to someone that's spent five years in prison, lost his family over, over all of that? And, and for the uh, gospel, too. I mean, he's not exactly. in prison because he broke the, the you no, know. No, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and like Chris said, just, you know, he couldn't have been more down to earth, more willing. He invited us over to his apartment for dinner. He cooked dinner for us. You know, it's like, <laughs> this is so surreal, you know. I uh, can't imagine it. It's amazing. So Turkey, Nigeria, where are you off to next? Philippines. Philippines, Philippines. which is, that's, that's just, just a fun trip. Yeah, know. that's all fun. <laughs> well, well, actually, shout out to uh, our Filipino friends that are editing this podcast for us. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, you can, you can go shake their hands and say thank you in person in a little bit. Yeah, Very just good. a couple weeks, huh? Yeah, there's now 36 CLC campuses. Every year we go back, it's more. You know. Bishop Hurley is just, he's just... He's not quitting. No. Just no, moving no, no. forward. I love it. It's beautiful. All right. So we, I said we're in our, our my favorite series of the year, At the Movies. Uh, this is actually something that you introduced to CLC, but where did you get it from? You know, it's hard to remember after, I think it's probably been fo- close to 15 years. Yeah. I know one of my first conversations was with Mark Batterson. Okay. I don't know if he was the first one or not. He may have been. But um, the statement that he had made to me, they were doing it every year at uh, – uh, National Community Church, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "I'll tell you this, Jerry." He said, "Those those series of messages are always the hardest hitting sermons that we do at our church." And I I didn't <laughs> press him on it, but I thought, "I don't get how that can be." You're yeah. watching a movie, you know? Yeah. How can it be so so hard hitting? But uh, all it took was us doing it once or twice, and it's like I understand because yeah. Hollywood doesn't pull any punches, yeah. and they're willing to address stuff that's real. That maybe sometimes I think in church we we tend to shy away from yeah. some of those things, but uh, God at the movies is is one that you know it really hits home. Well, and and I think it's a, it's actually a, a perfect. This is a kind of a glimpse into your private lives. But uh, what is it like every Friday? for the last like 20 years you guys have gone to the movies <laughs> yes, like that's that, i mean as, as uh, when i was a kid i still it was like it's mom and dad's day off they're going to the movies together yeah with yeah. some exceptions when there's just nothing out there <laughs> that they want to watch you know i don't know though i don't I, I i'm not calling you a liar but i know you have seen some movies that nobody else saw snakes on a plane <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. you alone because I don't watch myself. anything yeah. with snakes. <laughs> yeah, just, but yeah, uh, uh, what I love about it is uh, obviously, you know, you and I both kind of have this whole sci-fi fantasy. Like, we yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, he is not, not at, all. at all. And so a lot of times there would be a movie that you're so excited about, and he's just like, well, I get some popcorn and a dark yeah. room to take a nap <laughs> in. That's <laughs> like, right. This, this but sometimes you'll take me. Yeah, yeah. So we, we can enjoy it together, you yeah. know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I go adventure for him. And he goes sci-fi for me. Yeah, there so, you go. Yeah, so it's not as bad as like if I like chick flicks. 
That's know, true. I don't make you, you know, sit through those. You dodged a bullet there. <laughs> yeah. or, or my wife, telenovelas. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. You know, a little bit different. Yep. <laughs> different yeah, see, see, you don't have to do chick flicks, baby. You just have to, he'll say, what, are, what? What is going on now? Yeah. Well, well, that's that's kind of fantastic because the movie that you <laughs> preached on Sunday is a sci-fi time, time travel movie, which is is kind of usually like the hardest for a non-sci-fi person because the time travel aspect. And in the movie, there's multiple moments of time travel. Yeah. Uh, how did you process that? Uh, you have to understand first of all that going to the theater for me is just two hours of, of uh, relaxation or mm-hmm. whatever entertainment yeah. uh, it, I don't look deep into anything and uh, <laughs> unfortunately I do fall asleep a lot <laughs> in front of those uh, and there was probably some of that I don't oh no we couldn't go to the it didn't it wasn't released in the yeah, theater this was straight so, to Netflix yeah straight to Netflix so um, I don't remember if I stayed awake the first time I watched it all the way through or not but the sci-fi elements of it just didn't mean anything to me. It's it's okay, you know. There's yeah. cool looking planes, and you know they're they're talking about stuff that I probably don't even understand. But it's okay. I I got past that in order to get to the meat of the story, yeah. which was amazing and definitely as hard hitting. Uh, I'm I'm convinced that uh, you you can't really watch that one without tears. You know, you, yeah. you better have some tissue when you get. And laughing, laughing. Yeah, it's got it's both. both. Yeah. You know, you almost feel schizophrenic because at one point you're laughing <laughs> and then you're crying. It's yeah. back and forth. Well, and, and that's because, you know, the, the, the movie stars Ryan Reynolds, who's he's hilarious. So you're yeah. going to laugh anytime. Right. Honestly, the kid that they cast for the movie, uh, you know, gives fast. Ryan Reynolds a run for his money. Like, watch out when that kid's older. <laughs> that's um, for sure. But uh, so it's you got the humor there, but it's dealing with relational issues some daddy issues abandonment issues like it's dealing with some very heavy subject matter and you're seeing an adult and a child who are are the same person Person, but you're seeing like hey this is how he's he he faced it when he was a kid but he didn't deal with it the right way and now he's an adult with all of this all these issues and it's almost like it, it can be a glimpse into our own lives where it's like man if you go back in time and tell childhood you yeah, you know what to watch out for, or, or man, it, it's it's a powerful movie. It really it is. is. And it the is. thing about it is that even though, um, you know, it's the we're going to call him Big Adam, mm-hmm. Future Adam, whatever you <laughs> want to call Adam. him. Yeah, we'll just call him the old Adam. Um, the young Adam actually teaches him fun yeah. stuff, and really, you know, that's I think that's those were the moments that it was like. Oh, he just said yeah. something good. That was one of my favorite lines in the movies when Ryan looked at the kid and said, where did you get so smart? And the kid says, where did you get so dumb? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the things I loved about that was um, there's a moment when adult Ryan Reynolds, well, I don't know, adult Adam, yeah. it's, it's in the name of the movie, I should remember his name, uh, adult Adam uh, is misremembering something from the past. Mm-hmm. Right. Because he's remembering it through the lens of his trauma right. and his pain and his grief. But young Adam is Was defending. He's, he's like, no, that happened like a year ago. I remember, I remember it, it better than you remembered it. Yeah. Uh, and I remember this thing that you've neglected. Yeah. And to me, it's just such a powerful moment because it's like, man, how, how often do we misremember, misremember things from the past? It's because true. of the filter we yep. have, the filter of pain or um, disappointment. Yeah. And uh, but he was right there just a year earlier, so he remembered issues 
they he remembered things that were true. Yeah. And so that it was really great. Yeah. It was a great movie. We laughed. We laughed. We cried. Yeah. He cried. I did. <laughs> oh, you're calling the man yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just me that cried. It was just allergies, right? You know, it was, it was something in the air. It was just allergies. This Canadian fires, I think. Yeah, you know, it, it affects all of us differently. Yeah, except we were doing this in Nigeria, baby. <laughs> Ooh, ouch. Okay, so I have to ask, um, how many times did you guys have to watch the movie? Because I, I think that's something that people sometimes don't know. They're like, oh, they got to watch a movie. That's great. And it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, we have to watch these things over and over and over again. Yeah, for sure. It's it's the most time-intensive sermon prep we ever do. You mm-hmm. know, we put in more time uh, than we do for an, a normal sermon at CLC. Um, I don't. I didn't keep track. I no. would say probably four to five times. Six times, baby. Six you times? didn't take track. Okay. And we're probably going to watch it again. <laughs> Just to make sure that we got the right clips. But yeah. it's, you know, you're trying to find, okay, what's the message here? Yeah. yeah. Some uh, some movies, it's easier than others. This yep. one was easy. It was obviously <coughs> going to be about relationships, although you could really teach lessons on leadership there. But yeah. uh, it was about relationships. So, okay, let's pick out the most relational yeah. tidbit, the thing that really we struggle with. Because this is not just to, again, not just to enjoy. We enjoy it, yeah. but it's not just to enjoy. It's really to help. That's yeah. the struggle with the sermon prep aspect of it because there's always, in any at the movies sermon that we do, there's always clips that are, are portions of the movie that we would like to use. Yeah. But you've only got so many minutes that yep. you can allot to that as part of it. And sometimes it really doesn't have anything to do that was the case with this didn't have anything to do with what our chosen topic was yep. but it was such it's a so great good. it was <laughs> such a great conversation it's like oh i want to use that, that that's that's happening to me uh so i'm doing the next uh message and it's uh top gun maverick mm-hmm. uh i have 12 clips uh we're only using seven of them yeah uh so i mean almost almost half of what could be used and that's that's not even everything from the movie it's just you know but uh yeah there's a lot that ends up on the cutting room floor as we say yeah Yeah. it was some and it was good stuff too i'm sure top gun is the same way it was really good stuff it was like oh this is really good but it doesn't necessarily apply to the things that we are trying to bring out so you know we'd look at each other and finally it's like oh we're going to have to cut that one. Yeah. <laughs> so the Adam Project, only on Netflix, highly recommended by our founding pastors. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay. Although, absolutely. With, you know, with the caveat, it is PG-13 uh-huh. because mm-hmm. of language. Yeah. And the little kid, the 12-year-old. He's as guilty Adam, as anybody else. He, yeah, he's the, he's the one that they had to guard against because uh, he'd had a mouth on him. So, okay. so if you're inclined to take your family or, you know, sit down at home and watch it, just know know that ahead of time, you know whether your kids could handle it or not. Yeah, cool. yeah but he was he was <coughs> great. He was so many times we said, "Can can we put that in?" Or is that in the, that's I don't think that'll work. Yeah, that's probably not appropriate. <laughs> that's not appropriate. Okay, moving on. <laughs> well, you guys did grab uh, a lot from the movie to to teach mm-hmm. on uh, regarding relationships and and how to find healing from the past mm-hmm. and all that. Uh, you actually walked away with seven points. Yeah. We don't have time for this podcast to, to rehash all, all seven of your points. Sure. And so uh, I would love to just kind of uh, give each of you a chance to kind of talk about the, the big one for you. Like if, 
if you were like, man, of these seven, there's there's one that maybe it's even the one that's been the biggest struggle for you. It's the one that you're like, this is the one that I've had to overcome repeatedly in my life, or I'm still working on this one, or or whatever that may be. But uh, of the seven, what, what's your what's your your go-to? Whoever wants to to start. I think um, I think it was one of the earliest, maybe the second or third point that we used. Uh, we, we called it "be present." And I've preached that from the pulpit, you know. Uh, I hate the fact that sometimes when you're preaching, you're addressing stuff that you need to hear yourself, you know. Yeah. But uh, I tell people all the time, you know, sometimes I'm up on the stage. I'm just talking to myself. You're just listening to me talk. Yeah. yeah. And that that's definitely been the case there. I think uh, just, you know, as, as we said, you know, from the movie, that you just have to be there. You don't have yeah. to be perfect. But uh, I've, I've probably struggled with that through the years, particularly when, when you kids were smaller and everybody was at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was going to change the world. I was going to grow a church. Yeah. And, and the family was kind of secondary. It's, one of, yeah. it's also one of my greatest uh, regrets in life was, it yeah. was that aspect of it. And, uh, you know, every time I get around a young minister couple these days, that's, that's what I... That's what's always on the tip of my tongue is, guys, you've got to keep family first. You yeah. Know? So. Yeah, and as your son, like, I, I appreciate that greatly because, you know, we've, we've talked about this openly. That, sure. Yeah, there, there were times when it was, uh, especially in those early days, we, we lived in the farmhouse on church property, right? So, like, it, it's now our youth parking lot yeah. <laughs> is where our home was. So uh, I remember times when I would come home from school, you were at work, which is normal. Uh, but then mom would be setting the table for dinner. You'd come in the door, sit down at the table, and have dinner with us. And as soon as the you would lick the plate clean, uh, <laughs> you were you were back out the door, heading over to the church. Uh, and so it just kind of, I think for for early early on, um, that was that was kind of childhood. Like it was just dad dad was at the church. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm grateful uh, for the fact that uh, in the birth order, I'm the baby. Uh, I'm the youngest, and you started to recognize the the damage uh, when I was still young enough to benefit from from your uh, I guess repentance of of that. Yeah. Uh, and so like I I still remember being able to to say no I, I had more time with with dad than than my brother and sister. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of the points in the message too is the the uh, f- a father wound you know yeah. that uh, uh, is a it's real. Yeah. The absent father syndrome is what the house psychiatrists refer to it, but it's very real. And uh, uh, we were doing, you, you may recall, we were, we were having more men show up for this than anything we've ever done, but we did uh, men's fraternity yep. is what, what it's called. And I would come home, we'd, it was always on Saturday mornings, and I would come home and tell her things that I'd, I said, you know, I just learned this today about my dad and how I'm still walking that out or whatever. And she'd say, "You're just now figuring that out." <laughs> you know, I mean, she, she does knew. have a counseling background. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's got the leg up there. Yeah. But, uh, but it, yeah, it it was uh, every week. It was it was like I was getting something out of it, and then, and then uh, part of that was was uh, dealing with your sons at at various milestones in their life, and you happened to be at one of those, yep. you know, kind of your college graduation, or whatever. 
and and so I followed their instructions from men's fraternity as to how to make that a meaningful and special time. I cried all the way through it. I don't think you <laughs> knew what was going on, you know. So it, I don't know how well it worked, but uh, well, it worked extremely well. If you go down to my office uh, after we're done recording the podcast, the book that you gave me, uh, the 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 men's fraternity kind of this is your welcome to manhood book yeah. uh it's it's sitting on my shelf <laughs> okay it's, it's down there it made, it made an impact yeah i appreciate it <laughs> thanks so you talked about some some of your own father uh, wounds how, how have you processed through that you know the, obviously you know men's fraternity was uh eye-opening for you but it was how, how did how did you go about you know forgiving him or you know what, what did that look like for you yeah, it was different because he was already deceased yeah. by the time you know I was watching that. Um, I think, uh, I think one of the things they recommended and what I did in that case was write a letter. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't struggle. I, you know, I, I had issues with with the absent father thing. He was emotionally absent. Yeah. You know, need to mention that my dad was was always in the house with us, but uh, emotionally absent. But uh, now I'm losing my train of thought. Uh, so you, so you <laughs> wrote this letter. Yeah, but uh, oh, I know what I was going to say is I I didn't really struggle with uh, anger or bitterness from him. I knew he was doing probably the best that he could under the circumstances. You know, my my dad was came out of abject poverty, had a uh, I think maybe an eighth grade education, and uh, he basically pulled himself up by his bootstraps, as as the expression yeah. goes, to make something of himself or for our family you know and I was the baby of our family so uh, I benefited from that you know mm-hmm. I'm sure my older siblings would have would have said he wasn't there for us you know yeah. but uh, yeah I think that was I didn't have to struggle as much as I could have because I just recognized yeah. he was doing out of out of his circumstances yeah. he was doing the best that could be expected it's, it's a powerful thing when you recognize like the same grace that you would want for yourself is the same grace that you offer to, to yeah. somebody else yeah. yeah it's true it's beautiful or the same grace that you offer someone else, you need to offer yourself. <laughs> See, that's a, ooh. Yeah, and that's going on to the she point that. She goes for the fifth rib. <laughs> yeah, it goes right to the point that, uh, <laughs> that I want to talk about, and that is dealing with regrets. Okay. Because uh, we all have regrets. But, uh, again, we're talking about when we were pastoring, we had no example of how do you pastor and take care of your family and we really didn't even know how to do it we really did now there's books galore and podcasts galore and they know everybody's talking about it but back when we were going through it we didn't know how so we did the best we could but i recognize you know at this point (laughs) counseling background uh, all the different things that i had done wrong and um and the regrets that i have and that's one of the points in the movie with uh, adam uh, reynolds character he recognized how he treated his mom Mm. during those growing up years because he missed his dad because his dad was absent mentally emotionally and then he died uh he took it all out on his mom uh, with his smart mouth yeah and uh and so as an adult, he's looking back 30 years, and he has these regrets yeah. on how he treated his mom. 
He says something in the movie about, like, I still get sick to my stomach when yep. I yeah. think about how I treated her. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it was really deep down regrets yeah. for how he treated his mother. So that's that's one of the points we bring out is dealing with regrets. And uh, the thing that kind of helps with dealing with regrets is kind of almost to treat it like a sin mm-hmm. you know that you you acknowledge it I, I did this wrong yep. it's not like it's a sin but you did it wrong and you confess to God and you ask God to help you with it yep. and um, and then if you can you apologize or you make amends mm-hmm. but the last point the most important point I think is then you give yourself grace you forgive yourself because yeah. you can for, it's easier to forgive other people than it is yourself no yeah. doubt. and again with the regrets the thing is the thoughts keep popping up yeah. you know it's not like okay i've forgiven myself it's over i'm good let's go it's like yeah no tomorrow morning you're going to wake up with this thought yeah. oh i shouldn't have done it. you know so it's it's almost a i don't want to call it an ongoing battle mm-hmm. because it's you know regrets is not that it's not a battle. It's just a constant process, yeah. I think. And it's something that a lot of people will um, pick back up. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I've been kind of trying to work through something with a, with a friend that um, he's, he's got some regrets for some things that he's done. And it's like he finds a place of healing and he forgives himself. But if he has a stumble or he has a moment of of weakness and he starts going back and he picks up that regret exactly. so quickly and it's like man when you put it down don't pick it back up yeah but that's what i'm saying it's it's almost a constant i didn't want to say battle yeah. but it is a constant process it's yeah. something you can't really let your guard down yeah. because i will i will be waking up out of sleep and catch myself thinking you know i'm really a terrible you know yeah. it's like i wasn't even Hey, I'm not even fully awake. Come on, <laughs> this yeah. is the thoughts that are coming. Yeah. But so it's a constant uh, um, process that you can't you can't um, just put to the side. Yeah. And you can't like you repent of sin. It's gone. It's forever. It's the sea. Yeah. Forgetful. All this stuff. It regrets are a little bit more difficult yeah. to deal with. So yeah. So I think I think that part of the yeah. sermon kind of hit me because yeah. I'm going to be coming from. A personal place as well but I think it'll help us all I think understanding their regrets is probably the most hardest thing you have to deal with yeah it sounds like such a simple thing right sounds so easy sounds so so little regrets but actually it's really well, uh, CLCs are going to get a double dose of that one because uh, Top Gun, is, yeah. we're just, we're <laughs> just talking about good. that. Like, it's, yeah. uh, That's like 99% of what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you don't get it the first time around, we'll get you we'll a second, second time. time. You know, yeah. it, it seems like that happens every year yeah. that there's, there's a, a theme that crosses over yeah. from movie to movie. You yeah. know, maybe not all four or five of them, but two or three at least, yeah. it seems like. Yeah. yeah, and obviously we didn't know what you were pulling out mm-hmm. of Top Gun because we were in... Nigeria. You were in a different country. <laughs> we were in a different country, and yeah. this is we're pulling it all together, and then we showed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I presented my notes to the team uh, while you were guys were in Nigeria, and then uh, you got back and you sent me your notes, and I pulled them up, and I went, oh. <laughs> okay, then. All right, then. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the same thing. Yep. Uh, we are opposite sides of the planet, but, yep. you know, I think that's part Holy Spirit. I yeah. really do believe that's yeah. part of the process that God knows there's some things that – First time through is not going to... People need to hear it twice. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not going to... You know, because you start to get it. Yeah. 
but to actually live it out needs another hit yeah, in the head. One of one of the passages that I'm using is from from Psalms where where David talks about how our sins are separated from us as far as the east is mm-hmm. from the west. Uh, and I, I love that it's David that says that. Like cuz he had David really messed up big, big time. And if you're looking at somebody that needs to let go of regrets or mistakes, I mean he he had to have woken up every morning feeling yeah those regrets and he yeah. had to actively remind himself well, they're as far as the east is from the west and and that's true for all and of us and the, so the, many different ways with david too you know, <laughs> I, I was reading again this week where uh he wanted to well joab wanted him to forgive absalom and let him come back and he said okay he can come back to the country but he can't see my face yeah. you know what's up with that i mean that's that's no way that's not forgiveness yeah. you know uh, and then later we read about uh, Adonijah, I think it was, but, or one of his sons anyway. And the Bible said that uh, David never one time asked him, why are you doing that? Yeah. Never brought any correction or discipline yeah. into his life. So, so he, was, he, he didn't just sin with Bathsheba. He was a lousy father. He was, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there, there is no sugarcoating it. Yeah. And, and even like with, with so many other mistakes in his life, you have redemption moments. Yeah. Uh, you don't ever get redemptive no. David as a father. No. Uh, no, it's just no. right, right to the end. It's, it's like, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, because he never corrected it. Yeah. You know, he was a man after God's own heart. Absolutely, he knew how to worship. Absolutely, he was a great leader. He was courageous. He was all these things, but he was lousy at relationships. Yeah, absolutely. But I, lo- I love what he says. It's separated from the east, as far as the east is from the west, and. I think too often we, in our regrets, try and bring those east and west together. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, just, just let God do what God does. And so like the, one of the big points that I'll be making uh, next week is, so spoilers, um, <laughs> it is just this idea that you can forgive yourself because God can forgive you. Yeah. And, and if God, this perfect being, superior in every way, if he can look at your mistakes and say, it's okay, and who are we to say, no, it's not? Yeah, right. but we do that. All the time. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes it. That's what makes this a very important message while we're doing it two <laughs> movies in a row. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, we're going to kind of wrap things up, but um, I, the, your, your final point in, in the message was to uh, not carry things around anymore. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that? When, when you've got regrets, when you've got pain, when you've got absent father, when you've got, you know, whatever mother issues, father, whatever the thing is, what do you do to actually let that go? I'm not deep, and she'll probably have a better answer than, <laughs> than I will. But uh, to me, it's it was, it, it, I think that was the highlight of the acting, you know. First of all, the father is is just lavish with i love you you're my son and i love you and i i love you <laughs> you know he's just really pouring it on and and ryan reynolds was unbelievable in that i mean it, the nuances that he came up with just to you know that he was uncomfortable you you could turn the sound off and watch that and you know he is not comfortable with what's happening yeah. now you know and and his dad wouldn't take no for an answer and finally grabbed him in a bear hug and that's when you see Ryan yeah. break you know uh and so to me in fact I I thought maybe we should change that and not say uh what how does it end um 
don't carry this, don't carry this around anymore. I, I really kicked around the idea of calling it receive the Father's love. Mm. And, and to me, that's, that's my simple answer. Uh, if, if you'll just receive, and, and the Father is sure going all the way to demonstrate that yeah. love to you. Yeah. So if you just receive his love, then you won't carry it around anymore. And that's what I'm expecting. You said you weren't deep, but that was, that was powerful. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yeah, because that's, I think that's the power that helps you to do all the steps. Because the, the, the sermon really talks about, okay, this forgiveness and forgiving yourself and, and making amends. And it just talks about, we talk about all those things. But at the end, the only thing that really powers all those steps is Father's love. Because yeah. otherwise they're just human uh, efforts. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of times they, they, that doesn't, it's not enough. Our human efforts aren't enough. But when it's powered by the Father's love and you read you really get it and and I think I'm just gonna say this I think sometimes that's harder to do than it is I remember one time you were just a baby so that was a while ago (laughs) you were just a baby and we had this guest preacher who was a prophet and he was ministering and all of a sudden I think it was in Ponderosa Steakhouse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow yeah yeah so this is right really up, a God up, up the road and yeah. on Tinley, like right off of oak park avenue right was that was that where ponderosa no, was actually it was uh this was dexter this oh, was okay. a dexter so you okay. were the baby yeah this is, this is before that but we yeah. we used to go to ponderosa here too i didn't know that was because you didn't have any money so that's why we did it <laughs> beautiful that's my but childhood you're 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 talking about but it's the <laughs> So let's just think about the setting. Yeah. You know, obviously Ponderosa Steakhouse is not in a church service or, yeah, you yeah. know, in the prayer room yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But we're sitting there and he had said something and all of a sudden I'm I'm sensing that God loves me. And and uh, Lloyd Bustard, uh, who was, he looked at me and says, Isn't the love of the Father wonderful? And it wiped me out <laughs> i'm sitting ponderosa <laughs> sobbing snotting it was I almost mean, like he was it, reading your mind he was yeah. well god would give him the word obviously but but it's it the was the danger of having dinner with a prophet <laughs> with a prophet you know you're talking about cars and all of a sudden this happens you know but i it was the first time in my life i had i had given my life to the lord when i was seven years old baptized when i was eight i served god my whole life i never walked away but it wasn't until my third child was a baby, pastored, been a missionary, everything, all of that. It wasn't until that moment. Now I'm gonna cry again. It was that moment that I actually received God's love. It's beautiful. And so, you know, it's not something that's necessarily easy, but when you do, it's life changing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's. I. I can't think of a better way to close that's, <laughs> that, that that was powerful it's it's awesome well that's it for our show today thank you so much for for hanging out mom and dad founding yeah. pastors missionaries extraordinaire well i don't know about the extraordinaire part I mean, but we are traveling turkey a lot. <laughs> nigeria philippines all in the last just israel, few weeks israel yeah. oh, israel was right before that yeah. too yeah. you guys are just slow down a little bit and then you got a senegal trip coming up too i think yeah i'm not going on that the big project that CLC has tackled. Yeah, we're going to have some updates on that soon. We're still in the planning stage, yeah. Very cool. Awesome. Well, thank you again for for hanging out with us today. Thank you for asking us. Yeah. Yeah. You have an open invitation anytime you want to come hang out. Oh, yeah. No, no. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> Awesome. And on that note, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Between Sermons. Hope to see you again next week.